0: Welcome to the Catfish Corner. I'm Tommy Dees, and you are still Paul Scribina. and you're back from the road where it was cold,
1: and I didn't bring a coat, which is really smart of me. I think tell, it was.
0: Tell us a little about your adventures in the Great White North with no coat.
1: I, I minimize my time outside. That's for one. Uh, for two, I won't forget my coat again because I think it was at one point minus 14 in Winnipeg, and then it was, and that's that's just without a wind chill. So, yeah, I had my brain uh, unpacked, too, because um, I, when I went outside, when I when I got to Winnipeg, I realized then that I didn't have my, my coat. And I like to sleep on my coat on the airplane, right? So, like, I use it as a pillow. And so I'm thinking the whole way there, I hope it's not too cold in Winnipeg. I'm not m- much on looking at weather forecasts, but I probably should have uh, checked that one out. Well, gave it away. It's it's <laughs> yeah, time you know, of year, it's in Winnipeg. You got to wear it sometimes when you don't have one to wear. So, yeah. Uh, but they had a they had a pretty good trip. Um, you know, they, I know they didn't beat the Jets, but they looked better in some areas that they have addressed at the trade deadline. Won a huge game in Minnesota, uh, a reunion of sorts in Minnesota on, on Sunday night. Uh, before that game, there was uh, a lot of visiting with Anthony Batetto before the game in the in the tunnel and after the game with with all the players. Uh, I think there's six former Predators on the Wild roster who are happen to be playing tonight. Um, so lots of uh, exchanging of pleasantries and whatnot and, and hugs and high fives and a lot of time spent there, which is pretty cool to see that side of it, right? You see the ice, what goes on on the ice all the time, but these guys, you know, again, I'm a, I am look at the personal side of, of professional sports uh, from that angle. It's, it's a pretty cool thing to see that you can compete. You can be friends. These guys, you know, uh, some of these guys were surprised by the trade. Some of them weren't, but you know, it's, it's, it's cool to talk to them about what the experience is, is like. Uh, I had the chance to do that this morning with with Anthony and Kevin a little bit. Um, and, you know, Anthony's uh, – Kevin was one of my, Fiala. Kevin Fiala, yeah. And and Batetto, he was one of my favorite guys to talk to because I like talking baseball. He, he's a big baseball guy. But, you know, he, he told me it was really weird, you know, just uh, – he said he was more nervous before the Sunday night's game than, he, than he's than he been since his, his NHL debut, um, which I think is kind of neat, you know, that, you know, these guys are – just, yeah, you know, he, he looked at it that way because he's playing against a lot of friends. You know, he's really good friends with P.K. Subban and uh, pretty much everybody else on the team. Um, you know, and Kevin I had talked to on trade deadline day, and, and I think it was a little bit of a, of, of a surprise that he was traded. And, um, you know, he he had to go to a new team and meet, you know, make new friends, but a lot of familiar faces up there, too. So, you know, it was a, all in all not a horrible trip for for the Predators. But that, that win Sunday night was huge. The shootout win. Uh, Johansson with his rope-a-dope uh, again. Does uh,
0: anybody else do it that way? I mean, I don't watch enough shootouts among across the league to know, but it just, I, that doesn't look like the way they would teach it.
1: It's not conventional. And I was, I got to wondering, and I haven't looked it up yet. Like, is there a, sh- should there be a shot clock or something on that? Like, he, you know, can he just stand there for as long as he wants until he decides to shoot? Wait
0: until the guy goes to
1: sleep? You yeah. Know? He does. He's kind of like he rocks him to sleep, and then he, then all of a sudden there, bam, there it goes. But, uh, no, that was a huge win for the Predators. Um, you know, a lot of divisional games coming up, um, you know, t- before the playoffs begin. And, um, you know, the, look, it's a tight race in the Central. Uh, tonight's game has huge implications on that race. Uh, you know, St. Louis has been knocking on the door in the wild, Dallas, uh, the Predators. Have been pretty securely in, in, in first or second place. Um, you know they're going to the playoffs, but where they'll you know be positioned will be determined by the last you know few weeks of the season here.
0: Yeah, and I want to talk a little bit about their play in division because lately it hasn't been good. But first, let's talk about the roster that that Nashville now has to go forth for the, the rest of the season into the playoffs. It's set.
1: It's it, and this is what they're going to go with. Um, you know, they, they David Poyle had said, and Peter Laviolette had said that if they didn't make any trades, and by the way, Tommy was out of town last week, and I was been traveling, so we we, we missed you guys last week. But uh, trade deadline day was an interesting day. I,
0: I missed you while I was in sunny Orlando, and you were in fourteen below. Did you bring a jacket to Orlando? I did not. Okay, Let's I had here. to buy a Mickey Mouse sweatshirt because it was kind of chilly. It was like sixty one morning.
1: Yeah, that, I feel I feel bad that I don't feel worse for you. So but anyway, so, but no, they. So they, I think. Look, the pieces that they got. They, everybody with the team has said they were fine with the roster if they didn't make any moves. They did address some needs, uh, of course. Um, the the biggest one to me, you know, I mean, of course, early they brought in Brian Boyle and, and Cody McLeod for some, you know, extra backup. Uh, Brian Boyle has been great on the power play and has fit in really well. Uh, Wayne Simmons is another guy who's a net front guy, big a big guy, not afraid to you know stick up for his teammates,
0: nor yell at opponents.
1: No, I, I, even on, on TV when hot Mike catches him saying naughty words, but um, no, he's a guy who's will really well respected in the locker room. But the most intriguing move to me was the Fiala for Granlin trade. Which, I, look, I, I don't you know, I'm not an expert, I'm not a GM, I'm not one of these insiders, but I, from from the surf on the surface to me, it sure looks like. It sure looks like the Predators robbed the Wild, and that's nothing against Kevin Fiala. Granlin has another year left on his deal. I think the Predators are going to try to resign him. They're definitely going to have the cap space to do it. He's going to fit in on that second line, I think, really well. Well, oh, you
0: talk about a guy with some skills, too. I mean, it's just immediately apparent that, that he is silky smooth. I mean, he's he's got speed, he's got finesse, and and control out there.
1: He is, I think, what they wish – if Kyle, if Kyle Turris is playing up to what Kyle Terse's potential – was or is um that's who he is he, you know he's he's a he's a scoring threat kyle was great when he first came in last year uh, i think in november he might have been traded uh to from ottawa but um you know kind of faded away a little after that has dealt with a lot of injuries and, and whatnot i think you know grand a guy who could who could maybe lift uh turris up and he's also a very similar player in terms of production but uh, you know and if, and if kyle starts playing better and Granlund plays the way he's been playing. That second line now, now of a sudden, you know, Nashville's not a one line team, and that's exactly what they need going into the playoffs. And but but the, the the important part to remember here is that um, you know they got a one for one. Um, Kevin Fiala could go on to have a great career. I don't you know I, I don't think that that the Predators are worried about that. I think what they got in return was a guy who they're, you know, he's going to be a piece, uh, you know, long-term future if, if they can, if they can sign him after next or before next first contract expires or after free agency. But, you know, that was a, a, a brilliant move in my opinion, uh, for them to, to go out and get him. And I was a little bit surprised that they were able to do it, but there's connections there between, between, you know, the, the GM in Minnesota who was David Boyle's assistant in Nashville for 12 seasons or something like that. So, um, That is what I would watch for the long term. I think Wayne Simmons is purely a rental. Um, You know, played for Laviolette in Philadelphia. um, Brings some of what the Predators have been lacking, and you know, yeah. But you're right. This is what we're gonna. This is what they're gonna roll with, and um, we'll see how it works out. But the needs they addressed are huge. Um, You know, going forward with some size, some guys who aren't afraid to. Who have the ability to play in front of the net and help on the power play? Yeah, it's, it's
0: not about, about being afraid to. I mean, they've had guys who weren't afraid to, but they weren't big enough to make heavy physical presence. And now, right. I don't want to tangle with Simmons.
1: Well, you know, I don't think
0: I don't think he likes anybody. That's, no, that's I, the aura he gives off. I bet his teammates. I bet he doesn't like them either. At anywhere he goes,
1: I I, I don't know if I I think his teammates actually. He's the guy you love to play with and hate to play against. Uh, but. He's, and he also has one of the best hockey faces I've ever seen in my life. You can tell the, the the guy wears it on his face. He's got the scars to show it. No teeth. You know. He just. He, he's, he's gritty. Um, you know. He. He the other night, you know, he was up from the bench. He was caught on TV, you know, uh, giving another guy some business and give yeah, and, give him the,
0: giving him the business, giving
1: him the business. And, and, and you he know doesn't what?
0: just talk it; he walk, he skates it.
1: He, he does. And speaking of him, you know, they have a, they started a new line on on Saturday or Friday. I can't remember what day it is anymore. But so they, they put Simmons with with Rocco. I know he's your guy. Yeah, Rocco and Nick Benino. I'm Team Rocco, and that line's been another line that has been productive in terms of shot attempts opportunities um, creating chances and and important for their depth so um, you know it's it's weird in hockey how fast chemistry has to happen Um, and it it either does or it doesn't I mean you don't have a lot of time to try to figure it out you know then that's why a lot of times you see coaches change things so quickly and and people get frustrated with that but you don't have the luxury of time in hockey to, to to wait too long you just have to kind of go with it and see what sticks and and that line, uh, I know a lot of you really likes that line a lot. and It's been pretty good. And, you know, as I said, it adds, adds some depth that the Predators need.
0: Yeah, so so what you have now is an Asheville Predators team that that has more of a physical presence around the net and that has an added piece who, who should be a goal scorer and a, and a numbers guy, so to speak, a guy who can assist and score on goals. So that's really kind of what you're looking at and, and your hope if you're – a Preds fan obviously is that that translate especially in the power play where that physicality in the, in front of the net and somebody to put it in the net are both pieces
1: of that. Well, they, I mean that's been their biggest their biggest sore thumb all year has been the power play and, and it's, been, it's been look it's there's no other way to put it it's been bad all year. Yeah. I mean it's been awful all year. And still despite all that they're you know they're in the position they're in. I've said that too. But, you know, But these pieces
0: were brought in in part just to address that,
1: and and I think that that says a lot about you know their willingness to to want to win now, and and also not mortgage the future, which is a very tough balance you know to to do. And look, they're going to. I have a feeling that they're going to spend some money in free agency this year, this summer. They're going to have it to spend, so there'll be even more needs addressed. I know right now they're just you know the concern is or the the, the focus is on right now, um, but I think the way that they've done it. Has been really, really smart, and uh, you know, look, Kevin Fiala is a guy who has a high ceiling. I mean, he, he could be, he could turn out to be a great goal scorer in this league. Um, but how much longer are the Predators going to wait for that? You know, that, that's, you know, that's the question. And I think, you know, the 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 idea of going out there and, and giving up, you know, and, and David Poole used the term "giving up" on a guy, and I don't know that they gave up on Kevin Fiala, but um, you know, it's hard when you draft a guy and you and you groom him. And you, and you you know, you know have the patience for three or four or five years, and it do, just doesn't seem to happen the way you thought it would, uh, it's hard to admit your own mistakes. Yeah, you know? and,
0: and I wonder if, if part of that process mentally with, with the Preds, with Poyle in particular, maybe with Lavalette, was there's there was an opportunity this year where a lot of guys were hurt, where he could have been the guy to step up, and and instead he kind of stepped back, at least product, productivity-wise.
1: Yeah, I mean the he can number catch his own stick. So the, the numbers, which was an illegal play, by the way. But uh, the number... you know, look. The, the, at the end of the day, it's about production. Um, it's you know, Kevin's been pretty snake bitten this year. But you know, at the same time, you, you how long can you keep saying that before you know he, he gets these great opportunities and 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 all these? He must lead the NHL in almost goals this year. Like he, like he just he just gets unlucky or he just doesn't finish or whatever whatever the case may be. But you know, again, he's gone. They're they're moving forward, um, and I think they're they're a better team now than they were a week ago. Um, are they a good enough team to win the Stanley Cup? I, I don't know, but they're they're certainly good enough to contend.
0: And you, and you talked to a guy this morning at morning skate who who needs to be a piece of that if they're going to contend. Why don't you tell us about that?
1: Well, I talked to a lot of people this morning. You might have to remind me. The one that you had tape from? Oh, Philip Forsberg, that yeah. guy, Philip Forsberg, who who told me that Swedish fish aren't from Sweden. Spoiler Uh, alert. But, no, you know, Phil said that, and he's right, that, you know, as you'd expect, the goals don't change even though the personnel might change. And and all the players, including Forsberg, who I've talked to, do appreciate the fact that, you know, they have a general manager and upper management that wants to go out and help fill need it's hard to look at it's hard the self-evaluation that goes on is you know it goes to great lengths that people I think a lot of people might not realize or or care about but you know they're they're look they know they've their second lines not been very good they know their power play has not been very good they know that they can't these guys that they had in the roster before you know aren't gonna grow any bigger or get any tougher so you have to go out and find that and that's what they did so i think you know they're they're better equipped like i said now uh to contend but the nhl playoffs are nuts well let's listen to what he had to say if you were playing hockey what would you do what would you be doing? Uh, i don't know sports soccer maybe i love soccer you played a lot of soccer growing up yeah. favorite food Guilty pleasure food, candy, Swedish candy. Swedish candy. Not Swedish fish, though. Are those really Swedish? No, no, they're not. <laughs> who's your who's your favorite hockey player growing up, and why?
0: Uh, Peter Forsberg. I mean, it started kind of with the name. Name got it, obviously a little extra interesting. And then just the way he played, he was. Yeah, he really did everything else. Favorite team. Uh, I mean, I liked the Avalanche just because he was there, but then he moved to Flyers, and I liked them.
1: <laughs> so it wasn't really about the team; it's all about him. So. Um, this team last year won the Presidents Cup. Different year this year, obviously, but so is there still the same feeling that you guys, you know, the goals that you have are? You
0: know? Yeah, no, I mean, I don't, I don't think like either, either of whatever we have done. Over the last few years, it really changed anything in our in our group. We have the same mindset here, and uh, yeah, it's all about making the playoffs. And once we're there, uh, it's all about winning the cup. And, I mean, obviously, that's that's uh, we can't do that today. So all, all we're looking for is, is to win this game tonight.
1: So there you go, Swedish fish, huh? I, I he said sweet as candy. I, I have always wondered if, you know, people can it's like, you know, is it are french fries from France? Like I, you know, I don't know. I'm not I'm not that kind of a foodie, but uh, no, Phil's always fun.
0: Do you if you went to France, would you ask somebody to where's a good french restaurant?
1: Probably not. Probably not. I probably would try to find a McDonald's or something if I went to France because I'd be <laughs> afraid. To, I'm, I have a fear of food in foreign places, but uh, no. It was uh, it's always fun to talk to Phil, and he's been you know again having you know he's a guy that he's their, he's their offensive superstar, so to speak, um, and Arvidson and, and you know adding some pieces to that certainly will help the predators in the long run. Well
0: there's another guy who could help the predators in the long run. And when we were actually talking about him uh, when we were dining last night, um, UC Soros has, has really been playing good hockey and goal.
1: Uh yeah I mean he's been unbelievable playing unbelievably well. Uh, he had a little stretch toward the beginning of the season where he, he struggled a little bit. Um now that he's you know I asked Peter live before the season how much do you plan on using, you know, when you have a guy like Pekka who's coming off of a trophy winning season, how often are you going to, you know, how much how much do you trust your backup? And he said we're going to play him a lot and they have played him a lot. And he has produced, and it's going to be interesting for me anyway to see in the next couple of years. Um, you know how much more of that use goes up. Now in the playoffs too, we've talked about that. You know what kind of a luxury is it to go into the playoffs to have two goalies as good as as Pekka and U C? Because the playoffs really are all about hot goal. I mean, a hot goaltender can carry all the way through. Um, you know, Pekka struggled in the playoffs a little bit late last year. Um, Not even just a little bit. Well, maybe I'm being kind because he's kind, but um, he's a good guy. But he struggled in the playoffs last year. And 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 you know what? He's not. That's that's not uncommon. I mean, you know, look, they're not there without him. You know, so it's an argument you can make on both sides of it. But um, you know, their goaltending this year has been really, really, really good, and that has carried them through a lot of. You know, this team could easily have taken a nosedive with all the injuries, and I think a lot of the, you know, a lot of the weight was carried by the goalies during those times. So, but UC is you know he could be a star in the making and I think you know that I, I kind of it's its interesting to me how they balance that um, and we're, how we're,
0: we're kind of watching a little bit of the beginning of a shift I think and 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 who's number one I'm not saying that Starting today, UC's number one, but but he's moved further and further along that line lately. He's,
1: I mean, he's certainly made a, a strong strong case. I, I don't put it this, put it, let's put it this way. I don't think he's going anywhere <laughs> anytime soon. He's their goalie of the future. Um, it kind of reminds me a little bit of you know how long did how long did uh, you know did the did Brett Favre's up back him up in Green Bay? You know, and and, and you kind of look at that. You know, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that UC Saros is Aaron Rodgers, but. You know, you you look and you wonder and you and you see that potential, um, and I don't think they have to worry about having a, a good goalie for the next five or six or seven or eight years. So, so last question: You think
0: we could see him in the playoffs, and and not just if things are going bad? Could could he start? Because there's certain teams he really seems to own.
1: There, are, I mean, yeah, he, owned, he he does pretty well against Vegas, and I think he's you know he's done pretty well uh, against St. Louis and their building. And look. Um, during t- in 2015 when 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 I was covering the Blackhawks there was a, a point in, during the playoffs that that Corey Crawford was pulled in favor of Scott Darling because of a combination of things scott darling was was trusted and um which is hard to believe now but um you know and Corey crawford was struggling a little bit and and you think it's it's kind of jarring to see that change in the middle of a, of a playoff series uh, but they you know the blackhawks pulled it off and darling won a couple of games for him crawford came back in and was crawford again it, it wouldn't shock me um you know i'm not sure how quick you know the does, predators have Does beat a, peter lavalette have the minerals I'm not saying he doesn't. Uh, I guess we'll we'll see, but I certainly don't think that there would be there's any lack of trust there. I think they're just they're fine putting him out there against you know it's not like they're playing him against you know in games that don't matter or against teams that aren't that very good or or whatever. They're putting him out there in in important situations, and he is you know time and time again coming through. So you know I, I don't think that changes because of the postseason
0: okay well getting back to what we brought up a minute ago about if you were in france and you got a big mac you know what they call a quarter pounder with cheese i
1: flunk french man
0: a royale with cheese did you just look that up it's from pulp fiction okay you need to go watch it again and with that um this has been another edition of the catfish corner
1: thanks for listening